0: Welcome to the Power Women in Insurance Show with your host, Teresa Kitchens. Join us as we laugh, talk about hard issues, support each other, and make our industry and our world a better place. Let's
1: go. Hey, 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 all you powerful women out there in insurance. My name is Teresa Kitchens. I'm your host of the Power Women in Insurance podcast, and today we are talking about marketing, Marketing is, I think, one of those things that so many people want to talk about because it's something we know we need, something we know is super important, things that we know that we are always looking at as consumers, right? We get so many messages every single day, but yet at the same point, when it comes down to our own businesses as either salespeople, business owners we don't know what to do with it even though it is such an integral part of our life so today we are talking to abby wheeler and she is with market retrievers and we are going to talk all things marketing so i'm really pumped abby welcome to the podcast
0: thank you so much i'm so happy to be here i told everyone in my life that i was be on a podcast today um (laughs) like my barista coffee i was like um i'm gonna be on a podcast so I'll try to remember you when I'm famous. So I I'm really, it. really excited. I love
1: it. This is it. This is where you, we can say I knew you win right before you really before you really hit the big time, right? That's what this totally. is totally
0: next is Regis <laughs> and Kelly. Like it's this is exactly. the start.
1: I know. Exactly. I know. I'm going to call Kelly in here in just a minute and make sure that. Yeah. You know, you on, <laughs> on next. So absolutely. Well, I want to get to know you a little bit better because I am so excited. I met you through Carrie Wallace uh, at a conference a couple of weeks ago. And as soon as I reached on out to you, you were like, yes, let's do that. So I want to get to know you, I want to get to know Market Retrievers a little bit, and I want to be able to let our audience kind of get to know you as well. So tell me a little bit about you and how you came to Market Retrievers.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So my first job out of college was with the Big Eye of Tennessee, which is the State Association for Independent Insurance Agents. And was it a dream job? No, but because I didn't really know what those words meant. But I took it um, and that was the role of content specialist. I knew I wanted to work in marketing um, and social media. So that was what the main responsibilities were there. I managed the association social media and email, video, overhauled the website, managed the website, and just assisted in any and all content that the chief marketing officer at the time needed. So he and I worked in tandem on all things marketing. But my bread and butter was the social media aspect. And I loved it. I had just came from doing the social media for my sorority, and so I was like, "I'm absolutely qualified." Um, so, and doing sorority social media is different than doing insurance association social media. So, it was a fun challenge to figure out how to how do we make this appeal to potential new members mm-hmm. and just have people be aware about what the Big Eye Tennessee is. And so I quickly figured out that when you post about the people in your organization, the culture, what our members are doing in the community, that is really what gets people's attention. And that's what really bumps up all the engagements and impressions. So within the first year, I um, increased Facebook and Instagram impressions by 2000%, which is crazy, but it sounds big, but that's just what happens when someone's actually in there being intentional about these numbers. So after about two years there, it was time for me to leave. There was just some things happening in the organization. And I was looking around to other jobs and the chief marketing officer, Daniel Smith, said, "You know, wouldn't it be great if we left together? And my first thought was, wow, yeah, we should find a company that takes us both, which is so silly. But he said, no, no, let's start our own company. And I said, "Okay, well, just a warning—you're getting into business with a 24-year-old," and he agreed. <laughs> so that was in June of 2021. So we launched Market Retrievers, and it's been about over 18 months. We have 50-ish clients. I would say 80% of them are in the insurance space. 20% are other spaces, more B2C. Um, we have book publishers. I have a ton of books behind me, as you can see, ready for nice. content creation. So yeah, we or have a niche, you know, market of helping out people in the insurance space, whether it be agencies, companies, associations, anything with their mostly their digital marketing needs. And um, our real focus is their social media and garnering their SEO and digital ads and anything they need to kind of help them in the digital space. Because after working at the big eye, we saw how many agencies out there don't even have like a working website or even a Facebook page or Instagram. And it was definitely difficult to get agencies to subscribe to the idea of social media at first, especially, you know, four years ago when I started. But now it's grown so much. And I think we're finally getting around to people saying that social media is it's crucial to a business. Yeah,
1: yeah absolutely. And I think I think when people think about social media, they think about the fact that it's very hard to track ROI. It's very hard to be able to track sales that come into you because people are like, you may say, oh, how did you hear about us? So like, I don't know. I've just, I've seen you multiple places and I just decided to give you a call. I think I really like in my own mind to be able to think of media, social media and the marketing in general along the lines of exposure, branding. And it's it's like the multiplicity of, Being able to see the company name, the agency name, the agency people, the principles, the the culture of your agency. It's a really good way for people to get to know you. And then whenever they do come to you, maybe they don't even know how they came to you because they've seen you so many different places so many different times. It's almost like a no-brainer. Oh, well, you know, like if my husband and I are sitting around on a Friday night and we're like, oh, well, we need to blank. Oh, I think there's this one company that I've heard about. Sometimes I don't even know how I even heard about them. Right. Right. So how do you how do you kind of explain marketing to those insurance professionals that maybe don't have a website that maybe are really looking into the fact that they know this is something that isn't going away? This isn't a fad anymore. This isn't something teenagers are doing. Right. And it's something that really drives so much of our economy. As well as the fact that it drives so much of our exposure in our businesses. So tell me a little bit about how you approach that with your clients.
0: Yeah, absolutely. You hit the nail on the head. It's people are concerned with ROI, especially, and we have to really be careful with coming in and saying, "Listen, we understand this is hard to track." However, we kind of like to show examples, right? So, with we worked with a, a com- insurance agency here in Nashville, and their LinkedIn exploded and from those clicks you can actually direct you can see who came to your website from linkedin but that's one example of how you can show them that but also like you said it's just general exposure because you have to think nowadays even if people are in their 60s 70s they're going to look you up on the internet and on the internet it comes the your website your google page your facebook your your linkedin so it's actually so important i mean we Cannot stress this enough to potential clients. We always say, you need to have a digital footprint that is more than just a website. Like, because at first, you know, 10 or 15 years ago, they were hesitant to get a website or 20 years ago. And then now they're hesitant to get a social media presence. But I think also it helps them understand we say, this is crucial, but you don't have to do it. We'll do it for you. And that kind of helps, like, oh, well, when you put it like that, you know, it's easier to kind of grasp and We just have to hammer it in, just tell them, this is the world. Now It's there's AI happening. Who knows what's going to happen? But social media is online forever. So you need to be good at it.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think, too, it's also, I mean, if we really wanted to nuts and bolts it down to the very, very basic, and that's where I kind of want to make sure we start the conversation with, because we're going to grow from there. But if we really look at it from a very, very basic standpoint, it's also a proof of life, Right. Because, I mean, there's lots of websites out there, there's lots of businesses out there that you don't know if you wanna work with, you don't know who they are, right? But if you can see that this company, either through their blogs or through their social media presence, or even just pictures that they have on Google My Business or um, whatever it might be, right? They, you can see that they're doing good things in the environment, and their community. If you can see that they're doing things with their team, that they've got a good structure, they've got a good team, you know, maybe even what companies they represent. We can know a lot about a business and or the culture of the business just by seeing their stuff online. And it creates that no like, and trust, like old old days, right? Old days, not really old days, but old days, we used to go networking, right? And we would go, we'd sit around a table and we go, hi, my name is Teresa and I'm with the Sterling Insurance Group. We represent the top 30 inch, but I mean, you do have your elevator speech, Right. Well, you know, and di- there's so much digitally that's kind of so much more than just our elevator speech. But even if that's the very, very basic of what it is that people get online, that is very important. And you can touch so many more people, even with the very basic elevator speech. And right now, if you didn't see me, I'm doing air quotes, but elevator speech online, even that's just having a presence and being able to post on a somewhat regular basis, the proof of life. It's a proof that you're socially valid, if you will, and it's only going to get more important. It's only going to get to be more prevalent as we see that I'm Gen X, right? So because I'm turning fifty in a couple of weeks, but anyway, point is, um, I'm Gen X. You know, and I do. I go and I look everybody up on social media before I go do business with them. That's only going to increase as millennials and Gen Gen. What is it now? Gen Z and All these others really come into that full adulthood, if you will, where they're buying houses and they're having kids and they're doing this, that, and the other, and they're buying boats and they're buying all their toys and they're, you know, moving for promotions and different things like that. They use that social media almost like we used to use a phone
0: book, right? Yeah, exactly. And it's also important for agency growth. I mean, your principal is only going to be there for so long, and if you want to get more people. Who, no one wants to work at a company that you can't really find online or you don't see anything right. that they're doing. but if you see a company and they're out in the community, they're posting about their staff, they're posting about their or the what they're involved in, you're way more likely to want to be a part of that, whether it be a client or a potential new hire. So it's yeah. just anything and everything, it's just so important now. and I think having also we have a we have I don't know how many insurance clients we have now a lot. But we kind of are now a credible source, I think, for other people to see like, okay, well, this actually works. And when I was at the Big Eye Tennessee, there was people that would, you know, if you share one of your members' stories and they share it to their feed and they get touches on everywhere. It's just the possibilities really are endless. So I think we've finally gotten over the hump of trying to, you know, convince people that this is important, but now it's just, we just got to get more people out there for sure.
1: So what, what other types of mental roadblocks, like for the concept of people getting ready to really start doing more of an intentional marketing platform digitally, what other types of questions do people have and, or what mental roadblocks do, or physical even, do people generally come to you with that y'all have to kind of Uh, work with to be able to get people ready for a great digital marketing type platform?
0: Right. So a big thing we've run into with that is some clients say, well, I don't know if I want to post about our staff because I don't want other agencies poaching them. Or we don't want to post about we got this award. Like we don't want to be braggy. And we kind of have to bring them down to earth. Like you're the only one really thinking about that. If someone scroll, they're not going to be like, Oh, my gosh, we need her at the agency. So that's been a problem, not a problem, but just a roadblock. And also people, we would just stress so much. You have to post about the people in the agency. You have to post about being in the community. You have to have faces because if you just scroll with graphics, you're not going to stop. So some and some people in agencies are like, I don't want to be on social. Like, I don't want face on there. And that's totally fine. However, if you really want to grow and be as successful on social, you have to have those people involved and also having people willing to, you know, say if we have a client that's in California, we need to have content that's like actually actual pictures in the office, out in the community. So we can only do so much if we don't have actual real content from people within the agency. So that's been a roadblock as well. But we've kind of gone through it and we know now to really try to go after the clients that we know will be super willing and excited about putting all their their culture online.
1: Yeah. Do we do you find that people like maybe an owner's all gung ho about it or whatever? And all of a sudden their team is like, I don't know, I don't want to do that. You know, like maybe they struggle with participating. How how have you seen? Maybe um, people that maybe make the commitment to work with y'all. How do you how do you kind of make sure that the whole team is really involved? Because that could be really challenging. I would expect that would be very challenging too. not just maybe you have an owner that's all gung ho, but maybe the concept of the fact that maybe the team is a little a little slower to adapt that, because I know I can come back from any conference and have a ton of great ideas. And my team's like, oh, my goodness, here we go again. You know, how how yeah. do y'all work with the team on that?
0: So that's a good point. It's funny because when we first started, we really ran into that more so than we do now. But we found that if... So generally, we like to start with simple, we ease it in. If they're like super new to social media, we like to do staff spotlights. And at the beginning, a lot of the the staff would say, oh, I I don't know about that. But if one member, if one staff person does it, then the rest usually follows suit. So it really just takes one really willing staff member to kind of lead the herd. And then it makes it much easier because then, and we try to make it fun too. It's not just like, hey, meet Abby. She works in insurance. It's like, hey, meet Abby. She has a cat. I don't know. So it's not just like, we try to make it not super corporate businessy. We try to make everything more fun and light. So it's people are less scared to be highlighted or involved. So- That's how we kind of worked around that. And of course, there's some people that are saying, absolutely no way I'm going to be online. And that's totally fine. But we prefer people want to be, you know.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I would think, though, though, that it's kind of like once you get your mind around it as an agency or as a team, that then it would get so much easier, you know, because it's not just you that needs to participate online. Now, all of a sudden, it's the whole team is participating, right? So it might be, hey, you know... Uh, Me and Sally are over here having lunch, you know, and we were having a great day today at the Sterling Insurance Group, right? Or, you know, something like that. I mean, you know, and I I can totally see how maybe they would jump in with both feet, even though maybe they were really scared at first Mm -hmm. and really get to the point where they engage over the course of time as they feel more comfortable.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it's real. it's always so great to have a client that has a few people in the agency that, are always you know working to let's get a picture of this, let's make sure we post about this, let's send this to Abby and Daniel. So having those clients, it's just so, it's really great because there are some. We have one particular client that's not in insurance, but they don't send us anything, and we post, and they're like, "Looks great." I'm like, <laughs> "Does it?" I don't know. So, but having those clients also makes it our job way more fun and mm-hmm. easier.
1: Yeah, yeah, I bet, I bet you find that the engagement is better with those people that are engaged in their content, because I'm sure when you don't sit in people's offices all day long, you don't, I mean, I'm not going to say you don't know their culture because you probably have a lot of questions that you ask along the way to where you do get to know their culture a lot. But at the same point, I mean, if they don't engage with you, then, I mean, I would think that that's also like maybe like clients or people wouldn't engage with their posts as much either because people want to do business with people that they know, like, and trust. And it's not just a billboard on the side of the road that you can drive past very passively and look up and be in that space. There's parts of that in even social media, but especially for responses, people really remembering your name and uh, maybe responding to another piece of marketing material that might come through at a later time. you find that those companies that come to you with material get a better result than people who don't, who are more passive about their marketing?
0: I definitely think so. And we can also, when those clients we do have that are like, we're, we're at ground zero, we have no idea what to do. We like to kind of come in either once or twice and do and take photos there ourselves if we can and okay. take, get to know the agency and get to know their culture and have quarterly photo shoots, video sessions, and that makes it easier. And then along the way, we kind of build up some content and also it gets it gets easier for them to realize, oh, wait, they might need this. Abby and Daniel might like this. Yeah. Um, so there's definitely a way to work with those clients who, who are literally like, we have nothing. And we're like, you know, that's okay, because we can help you. We have professional cameras and phones that can take, you know, we can learn more about the agency and the culture and who they are involved with and how long the staff member's been there. They, they have a family and the family works there. So it's really fun to get to know an agency in that way. And that's, also easier for us to help them out virtually of course yeah yeah
1: do you find that men or women are more open to the idea of social marketing do you find a difference um i don't really I mean in general like just open to I the feel like of social media marketing do you find that women are more open to it do you find women are more scared of it do you find men are more scared of it do you find men, men care less i mean you know, do you find women care more, but they don't want to be on screen or is it that they jump into it more? I mean, do you see any, and I hate to use the word trends, but that's kind of the thought that I have in my mind because I think as a, a being a mainly female agency. I mean, we do have two men that work for us, but I mean, out of nine people we're mainly women, you know, what I would think that through, right? Like my, my dad works with us and I can guarantee you he could care less whatever social media is going on in the world, you know, right. but if I want to take pictures of him, doing things or having lunch with the team or, you know, our Zoom calls or whatever, then I think he would, oh, I don't think he'd care, honestly, to tell you the truth. Right. But I mean, do you find that women or men in, embrace it or they act
0: differently with that conversation? So, thinking, I mean, men are more um, hesitant to think that social media works. Okay. So, they're more resistant to well, I don't see ROI. Why is this even a thing? And some of the female agents or owners, you know, are more open to say, well, we actually understand why this is important, not necessarily just from the number standpoint. And there are some of the men that we work with are more, um, yeah, just resistant to maybe just a change, I guess, in general. Right. So that's been difficult. But, you know, and also I think it's less women and men. It's more younger to older.
1: Okay. That's a really good. Um, I like that. Yeah. Yeah. So maybe like the older, uh, and I hate to use the word older, but I'm going to say 50 up maybe might not be as open to the idea of social media. Do you find where that breakoff usually is or that change? Is there usually yes. like a, a line that if somebody comes to you and they're of this age, you know, that they're pro- or younger, you know, they're probably going to be pretty involved, pretty open this age and above probably less. So do you have like kind of a, a knowledge of where that usually falls in?
0: Yeah, definitely. We would say 45 and under. Oh, they're okay. going to be probably good to go. But there's always those agencies that have principals who are 80 years old and they're like, well, I have Facebook, see my grandkids. I don't need it for anything. We're like, oh, yeah. I think that's so sweet. But, oh. you know, so it's always difficult. when We know we're going to go going into a client meeting when they're all no offense, old white men. And especially, and, you know, there's some men that say, well, well you're my granddaughter's age and da da dah. And so yeah, the old white men are difficult sometimes. Yes.
1: Yes. Yes. I think it's just across the board, you know, that's in the insurance space, people who are just very set in their ways, right? Maybe right. they're looking to maybe pass off the agency in the next five to eight years, whatever. They're not in expansion mode, right? They're not right. as and maybe somebody in their office is like, oh, my gosh, I met them at a conference and they have to do this. Right. And that might be more the person who is is going to be pushing that forward. Right. And then I think as far as that goes, too, do you find that women make things more complicated than men do? Because I mean, for me, it's like for me, social media, it's like, oh, we're doing social media. I got to do my hair. I got do my makeup. I got to make sure this is all done. Otherwise, you know, there are other days I'll because I work from home. We run mainly a virtual agency. But. If I am in the office, there's a lot of days that I'm like, oh, I don't have my makeup or I don't have on. And even like, you know, if I'm working, I'll pull up in in the morning on my phone, all my appointments for the day. And if I have a podcast, I make sure I have my makeup done and my hair done. But then if I don't have a podcast, I'm like, my team's on Zoom. They've seen me literally with my hair up in a, people probably shouldn't know this, but with my hair up in a towel and we're just blowing and going, right? And all of a sudden it's 11 o'clock and I haven't even dried my hair yet because I got started at 7 a.m., And, you know, and I'm still going, you know, and I think, um, I don't really know where I was going with that, like with an actual question, but do you find that women make a bigger project out of getting in front of a camera? Hello, loyal listeners. Hey, are you a local agent struggling to find markets for your client? Maybe you, maybe not. Look no further than Nation Brokerage Solutions. With over 200 carriers, their comprehensive options give you what you need for your customers' ever-changing needs.
0: Because you know if you walk into agency and you want to snap some photos, men don't have to you know beautify they they just walk they wake up and they walk out, you know right. and so and there's obviously this this pressure on females to always be yeah. camera ready because that's what if you're in a photo, you're most likely ready for the photo right the, yeah. head, the, the hair, the the makeup. so there's a lot of times we go into clients. And we're like, hey, we're coming in to take pictures. And they're like, no, 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 no not me, not today, not today. And I totally get it. Um, but at the same time, I'm like, we told you we were coming two weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. But yeah, I would say so for sure. But we have, we have a big ring light, a nice camera to kind of make it look more quality. Yeah. And we tell people all the time, you know, if you don't like this photo, this angle, we absolutely will not, you know, post it or use it without permission. And there has been more instances with the females saying, actually, I don't like my photo. Can we just use a different one? Then the men, they're like, whatever. I don't- they don't
1: care. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They don't care. They don't care. You're lucky they showed up today. No, I'm just kidding. (laughs) No, I love it. I think that's great. So what have been some really fun things that you guys have been able to do with some teams that really stood out to you as really fun media? And I'm not even talking about social media just digital marketing experiences that you thought were really, really fun?
0: Yeah, so one that sticks out is a big agency and they have multiple locations across Tennessee, but we came into their office one day and kind of, we they didn't know we were gonna ask these questions, but we had a question, we had like five questions that we asked each employee. And then we sliced it all together in a compilation video. And one of the questions was, who in the office is most likely to be on a reality TV show? And a lot of people said the same person. And it was so fun. Yes. It was so funny to like see all their reactions and they got so into it. And another question we asked was how long have you been with the agency? And there was one woman who had been there for 30 years. She was the very first employee. And so just hearing that story and hearing, we said, where were you before working? Here and she said, "I've never worked anywhere else. I don't know." And it was just like little things like that really came together, and you could really see the agency's culture shine through in those little moments. So that was a super fun project, and I think it all boils down to the little moments of you know the culture in your agency of oh my gosh, someone brought their dog in today, or their two-year-olds coming in today. Like that's what people want to see, and that's the culture of your business and that's what does well on social and that's what makes our job really fun
1: and I think that's one of the reasons why I don't do more on social and I should really should I say this all the time on the podcast I, I mean we have a Facebook page for the power of women in insurance so if you're listening out there make sure you go find the, the Facebook group I don't do as much on there as I should um because I'm always like okay hair makeup I'm always like oh how, what do I have to say how long should I say it how long should I do this side or the other but up the same conversation though sometimes I think for me, I just, I want so much to connect with people. And I just, you know, I don't have a cute dog. I don't have a cute uh, kid in my life. I mean, I have a great daughter. She's amazing. And I love her immensely. And she lives in Denver and I live in Dallas. So we don't even have like all these like moment to moment pictures. I still see her like every six weeks or so, because I go up to Denver, she comes here. But I mean, we try to take pictures and do things. And, but at the same point, you know, then we're virtual. and I'm kind of like, well, what are we going to post? What are we going to do? You know? need right. so Team members in Cal. And how do you handle that, especially because that would be my I'm sorry, but this podcast is all about me. If people don't know that already. <laughs> um, I love it. So how do you deal with because I think virtual agencies are becoming more of a thing to where people are not all in the same place. We're fine if people live in a certain state that's maybe different from another team member. I have team members in Colorado. I have team members in California. Austin, which is about three hours south of Dallas, and Dallas. And I even have team members overseas with my virtual assistants over in the Philippines. How do you bring together social media opportunities for virtual agencies or agencies that may not all sit in the same location?
0: So I like to use, I can use my agency as an example. We have employees across the state of Tennessee, which we, we, and we're mostly all virtual. So whenever I see a, an Instagram reel or a TikTok sound that's popular that we can do, or like, you know, not, we don't have to be all together. I like to lean into that, those opportunities and one fun one that we've done with clients is this was a few months ago, but that song, the teenage dirt bag. So we just got, got pictures of people in their high school years and just compiled them all together. And that was, that's a really fun way to lean into content that you don't have to be like always part of the camera and also, whenever there's like Halloween or Christmas, like we like to gather old photos of our employees, like, you know, five year old me in my Jasmine Aww, costume. So, like and then that. we have, yeah. So we have, and then Daniel is Spider Man, you know, back in when dinosaurs roamed. So, um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. So, we
1: send that to him in a sound clip. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. And
0: speaking of Daniel, so when it was just the two of us, we also would, do a lot of TikTok sounds together. And just, even if you have one person doing that, like it's just, it's really, it's so easy. It's five takes five seconds. So something like that with people that are all over the place, we kind of lean into those similar strategies of, and also we do this, we like to do this thing where it's someone's work anniversary. We like to kind of compile multiple people that have the same anniversaries together and have like baby photos. It's like, guess who is who. And so just fun little things like that, that can help engage when you're not all in one office together. I love that. I think that's great. Cause I think
1: in my mind, I have to think through all these different challenges before I can make a commitment. So I love that you have those great ideas. So, you know, if, if people do have a few ideas, if people come to you, what does the process look like to get started? I think that the overwhelming process of getting started mentally, like people's idea of what that may look like, all the data, maybe all the questions that you're going to have, all the things that you're going to need, all the assets, if you will. I know that's a, that's a marketing term, but all the assets, like their logos in there, you know, and all these like maybe starter pictures or whatever. How do you guys create a great plan and work with your clients so that way it's not too overwhelming?
0: Yeah, absolutely. So when we very first meet with somebody that's a prospect, we um, provide an assessment. So we go through all of their social channels and just their digital presence, their Google My Business, everything, and kind of see areas of improvement. And we offer suggestions. And then from there, once they sign, we have an initial strategy meeting and we kind of go over, okay, you know, this is where you can improve. We see, you know, LinkedIn, we can be posting all this stuff. So then we say, we really want to lean into the culture, the agency. So we say, we let's go over the next quarter. What's going on? Are there events? Are there anniversaries? Are there you know, things you're doing in the community? And then we kind of get those basic ideas ahead of us. And then we get their brand guidelines if they have any. Some don't, and that's fine. We can help them create that and just making sure someone has a logo somewhere. And then if they have photos we say you know what if you could send that to us any way you can that'd be great and usually someone's willing slash able to do that and that's just like the one-time thing and yeah then we start off with we create their social media content calendar for the next month and then through our platform they're able to view everything before it goes live and then we kind of you know rock and roll and people always the first three months people seem to be amazed by the amount of just the large amount of engagements and impressions and overall, you know, analytics that we provide—that just they're all in the green. So it's always really fun those first few months that people are like, "Oh my gosh, we gained all these followers!" and da da da. So, um, yeah, we really like to just lean into what's happening at their agency and give us an outline of the next three months, and then we'll we'll go from there, and you know, we'll do the rest.
1: And I love that y'all give them the analytics so we can see that people are engaging with their posts, liking their posts, maybe transitioning. I know one of the things that you had mentioned previously was, you know, somebody on LinkedIn and you could say, okay, this is how much traffic went to your website, right? I mean, you know, and then from there, they can track, you know, maybe conversions further down, like people who actually came through or whatever. But I think that's so important because I think too many people are so stuck on the idea of hard ROI, but we need to know that we... We have to have agents have to have a hybrid approach for being able to grow their book. It needs to be. I'm not going to say print advertising is dead because I don't believe it is. I think if it's done right, I think it's incredibly effective. I think if it's done like, you know, boring white envelope, everybody's sending stuff out, I don't think it's effective, but I do think it can be. Um, I think social media and I think uh, blog posting and Google My Business and all these things are incredibly important. And I think they're incredibly effective. I mean, I know that my agency, and I don't do hardly anything. I mean, I post maybe a blog a month, maybe. It, and even then, I don't think I've even posted anything in the last four months. But, um, you know, all, we still get, you know, two leads a month, two to four leads. Of, um, uh, I'm going to say probably two leads a week. We convert probably four four quotes a month into into new business, into the agency. And they came to us and we're like, how did you hear from us? They're like, I've heard about you. I just knew about you. Or they'll say, I found you online or I Google, you know, this in my area, but all of those things, print advertising, media advertising, you know, social proof advertising, as well as having a sales production team follow up, you know, we have CRM systems that will do a lot of the follow up within the sales process, going back and retargeting, being able to go back and and build that brand acknowledgement and understanding in front of our clients, as well as in front of other people is really, really important because it shows people we're still there. I can't even tell you how many people we've had that are clients that come to us and go, oh, I thought you only represented this one company. So I already shopped it with an independent agent. Well, I am an independent agent, right? Right. So there's so much I think about marketing that isn't just about new business. It's also about maintaining the business that we already have and maintaining that relationship with the customer and the client that we already
0: have. Right. I always tell people it's about eyeballs. We just want eyeballs on everything. We want eyeballs on the website, eyes on the social media platforms. The more eyeballs, the more chance of those eyeballs to make an action on the website. That's just a fact. So the analytics we provide, we provide it with them every month. Um, so we're kind of able to see you know, what worked, what didn't work, what can we do differently. And from there, we can see, you know, from this post, you got this many clicks on the link. You know what I'm saying? So everything is trackable to an extent. But yeah, you're right. It all is in one marketing bubble that we like to tie up in a little bow and say, this is why you need it. It's for X, Y, Z. And it's vital to the yeah. agency.
1: Yeah. Yeah. And I think it's, we're only going to see it increase. I think it's going to be right. like um, it's going to be like email. It's going to be like email. I mean, back in the day,
0: woo,
1: I mean, and I, I was not. I was. I mean, I'm not going to sit here say I wasn't around back then because 20 years ago, I mean, email was used, but people wanted to come and they wanted to sit at your desk and they wanted to, to eyeball eyeball you. Like they wanted like your physical. Like they wanted to look in your eyes, right? And that was fine, you know. we would send things out by email, but maybe we didn't send out. Deck pages. They wanted them by physical mail, right? But you know, email was more like appointment setting back in the day. You know, oh, are you coming in Tuesday at three o'clock? Okay, fine. I'm just confirming our appointment, right? But then it got to can't you just send me that document by email? And then it's, well, why don't you tell me what's going on by email? Now, I mean, we don't we we try to make sure we talk to everybody on the phone on a regular basis, but we still, there's a lot of clients that we have that don't want to talk on the phone. You call them, they're busy, right? And then I mean. We Before, you know, I'm going to say probably even a lot more recent, five to eight years ago, people like, oh, text messaging has no place in an insurance agency. Well, now a lot of insurance agencies are texting with our clients because a lot of people, they don't even want to go to email because they get so many emails per day, you know, and there's, I think we're constantly going to be seeing communication changing. I know a lot of people now are looking at chat box and, and chat type situations on their websites. For relationship-based type situations on there to be able to make their website more friendly and you know communication driven and more than just like a, a billboard type thing. But I honestly, I think social media is here. I think media in general, digital media, it's gonna change. It's always gonna evolve. And I don't want to be on top of it. I'll be very honest. I got other stuff to do. I don't have time to learn the newest, coolest trends on whatever social media platform happens to be amazing right now. You know, like I'm really into TikTok, but I don't like post anything. Like I don't create videos. My daughter does, but I don't, you know, but that's one of those things where as we, as one platform grows, the next platform takes the old platform stuff and makes it better, right? Right. Stuff isn't going away, people. It's here. It's sticking around. Right. You just have to
0: embrace it. And I think just along the lines of, you know, what you were saying, So social for business, you know, 10, 15 years ago was very like serious and business oriented, right? Like here are our services, call us, visit our website. But now we're seeing a big shift of people on businesses on social are way more relaxed and way more um, just what's the word? Like communicative, like social, you know what I'm saying? Like very... Very relaxed, very funny, relatable, um, conversational. And so that's another kind of thing we need to help out people with is like, oh, we don't want to sound that professional where it's like, do you see these brands on Twitter and TikTok like doing crazy things? And so you don't have to be doing you know anything crazy, but doing just a fun TikTok trend or Instagram real trend is a really great. I think use for businesses to be relatable and to be funny and show that there's actually a human that helps yeah. you out here, not just, you know, a graphic that says, hey, here are our services. Like there's actually people that want to help you. And we have a sense of humor. We have, you know, a heart. We really care about our customers. So that's a big thing I've been seeing. I mean, on TikTok, I've been seeing, obviously, it's like some Gen Z or in the office is helping like a law firm, but lawyers will be you know doing these funny trends and that really resonates with people potential clients you know Mm -hmm.
1: yeah and i mean we can throw in some insurance stuff it doesn't have to be all insurance like follow a guy on tiktok and he's an attorney but what he does is he talks about argument and negotiation skills and he's and he says i'm an attorney with this with this law firm but today we're talking about how to be able to work with somebody who's passive aggressive. And this might be a sign that they're passive aggressive or how to be able to have a conversation if you're being attacked or, you know, how to redirect a conversation that gets uncomfortable, whatever. And and he will, you know, how to deal with it if people start to cry, how to deal with it if you cry, right? Like if you, some people just get so emotional or they get so frustrated or they get so... Um, whatever that they, they, they cry sometimes. Right. I mean, I, I know people like that. Right. And, and that's, and that's great. Now I get, I cry if I get overwhelmed, if I'm really truly overwhelmed, um, too. not usually in like a business sense as much, but if I'm trying to process too much at once and I'm just overwhelmed, I will just start crying. So I, I, that, that spoke to me, right? I mean, he's not even in my state and I can tell you his name and exactly where he's at in his law firm. And, you know, but I watch it all the time, how to deal with, you know an aggressive client, how to deal with somebody who's you know trying to blame you for stuff, How to deal? you know, and I love him, and he's an attorney. He's not giving legal advice. He's giving real life conversations, something right. that I can relate to. And that makes me say, okay, well, you know, maybe if I ever have a situation, I could call him or his law firm, whatever, and maybe that would be something that I would relate to him on, you know? And I think that right. even in insurance, Just as much as we don't want to sit around and talk to a lawyer about stuff all the time, we don't want to talk to an insurance agent about stuff all the time, but he found a really good way to connect with his audience. And it doesn't have to be stuffy and it doesn't have to be dancing all the time. You know, I mean, it doesn't have to be goofy, but it can be personal.
0: Exactly. And another example with an agency that it's not that they were, they weren't resistant to social media. They just didn't really have, the one person in the office to kind of help them, you know, get up and let's try to get some content going. It's just that they didn't really think about it, which is why we, that's our job. So we went into the office and we just filmed a literal 15 second video. That was different clips of a day in the life at XYZ agency. And it got 10,000 views on Instagram and they only had like 500 followers. So, and it was just a picture of someone pouring coffee, someone waving some like fun little picture frame on someone's desk. Like, it's just that it's like you, the little things that you can yeah. just capture, and it doesn't have to be. Yeah, it doesn't have to be a goofy trend. It can just be like, oh, this is a day in the life of our agency. You know, this this is a cool thing that we have here. It's, We have these old insurance books. Something that just is human. You know, because behind every screen, well, maybe not now with AI, but hopefully, you know, behind a lot of screens yep. are people. So, yeah. and people relate to other people, and not just this is our agency and we do this, call us, you know? I love it. I love it. So
1: if people want to reach out to you, Abby, and really work with you over there, and and how do you want them to be able to reach out to you? How do you want them to connect with you? So that way, if they have questions, how can they ask you those questions and get answers?
0: Yeah, you can reach out to me in a multitude of ways. You can find me on LinkedIn, Abby Wheeler. I'm the co-founder of market retrievers or go to our website which is marketretrievers.com. Um and there's you can also email me at awheeler at marketretrievers.com. So we would love to have anyone that needs social media, or even just the smallest amount of help. We have multiple tiers and we work with so many people that want to do the littlest thing or the whole enchilada. So we are very flexible. We're still new. So we understand that you know, people need different things. And so yeah, we're just, we're very, we're here, we're here to help. And I love it. I love it. I love
1: it. I love it. Well, Abby, thank you so much for taking the time with me today. It was so good to meet you guys at the conference a couple of weeks ago. And I am so excited to be able to see the amazing things that y'all are going to be doing um all throughout, you know, the industry for agency owners, especially as we really get into people really embracing a lot more social media having a lot of fun and bringing more personality into their into their digital platform so thank you so much for all you're doing
0: yeah thank you so much for having me i i was very scared but i'm really glad i did it so thank you you so did much. it you did it you did it, it. You've been on a yes. podcast i love yeah.
1: it <laughs> all right thank well
0: everybody you.
1: this has been abby wheeler remember market retrievers do check them out because they are amazing they are fabulous I know people that have utilized our services and are extreme fans. So uh, that was why when we were sitting around talking, I was like, oh my gosh, I have to have you on. And um, do make sure you look them on up, but also make sure that you follow the podcast. If you are on Apple iTunes, give us a review. We love it when people tell us how we're doing and how maybe we can improve, how we can be able to connect with more women out there in the insurance space. We do have a new episode every single Wednesday, So look us up. We're on, uh, like I said, we're on Spotify. We're on Google Podcasts. We're on Apple iTunes. I could continue, but I will not. You could always Google us. My name is Teresa Kitchens. I am your host, and I love being able to come to you guys and talk to you guys every single Wednesday. So check us out. Thank you, Abby. I really appreciate you. And everybody, I will talk to you next week.
0: Thank you, Teresa.